Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Responsive Design Weekly Podcast. Hey podcast weekly all about responsive design and general front end stuff. This is episode number 64. I am your host and curator of the Responsive Design Weekly newsletter as well. I'm Justin Avery. Welcome along. Um, this has been, uh, it's been ages. I feel like I start every podcast with it's been ages since our last podcast and we're really going to make a concerted effort of getting back into it again. And same, same, same story. I'm going to make a concerted effort. Um, but this week, uh, yeah, the reason I've been away for so long is uh, we've been fortunate enough. We've been on holiday, a lovely family holiday. Uh, for those of you that uh, haven't picked up the very slight, small uh, Australian accent that I might have, um, we went back to Australia um, to, to visit family and show off children and whatnot. So it was a great trip. Uh, but now I'm back in sunny slash uh, wintry still uh, UK. But it's okay. It's been sunny a couple of days and we're heading into the summer, which means longer days and better times, which is which is pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, a lovely summer, drinking pims out in the garden and whatnot. But anyway, that is nothing to do with the web. So let's have a look at what's been happening. Now, Lots has been happening over the past month, but I won't focus on all the stuff that's been happening over the past month. I just wanted to look at stuff that's been happening this week, and especially with regards to uh, the stuff that I'm covering in the newsletter, really. So we've got a couple of really cool articles. There's uh, one from uh, Tyler, uh, who works at Cloud4, uh, Cloud uh, and he's written, uh, last year he did this article about how to break out of a container. So you know when you have a, a regular article or a standard content page and you've got quite a bit, you don't want your line length to be too long, so you kind of set a max width on the, the content container. So you might set it to like 40 M's or something so that you stick between the, um, yeah, you don't want too many characters on the line because it makes it difficult to read. Uh, but sometimes you then have an image that you really want to feature and you don't want that image to still be constrained within the the limitations of your character count. You want it to, to live and breathe on its own. Uh, an image, I mean, a smaller image is harder to, to see than a larger one, unlike long lines of text is more difficult to read than shorter lines of text. So it sort of counter, counteracts against each other. So he wrote this, uh, this uh, kind of little snippet which looked at um, removing the, the margin using a calc and it was a pretty cool approach. And, and now he's uh, looked at a different way to achieve that. Um, and the, the different way is really around um, using... So yeah, previously it was you'd set your margin left and right uh, for a bit different. So you would set... Uh, just say you included an image. Um, normally the container would have, say, dot content... Uh, applied to it and then on the uh, image that you were dropping in there you'd want to apply a class of like dot content expand or something and on that you set the margin left and the margin right to calc minus 50 vw which is the viewport width plus 50 <clears throat> percent so that would take it back and then spread it out and it would it would overtake and so it was a pretty cool um, approach and occasionally added in some horizontal uh, scrolling, which was a, a bad thing. But now uh, we run through it and look at how we do it using grid. And so you can set up some grid template columns. So you can set one grid on the left 
of the uh, the main content element, one grid on the right of the main content element, and then the, the main content grid in the middle. Uh, and then you just put your content in the middle and then when you want to expand across you just set it to expand across all three columns rather than just the uh, the middle column for the middle cell so that's really cool uh, it's called breaking out with CSS grid layout um, yeah I thought it was a really cool uh, technique now CSS grid isn't as widely <coughs> isn't as widely supported as the calc feature but it's coming, right? It's it's coming out in all the browsers and it's going to be kind of the go-to way that we're going to be designing and laying out websites now. So definitely, definitely uh, go and check that out. Uh, and then speaking of, of the grid as well, there's a really cool uh, little site that's been done up called learncssgrid.com. Uh, and this is from John Sue. Um and it basically takes you through 17 different steps. That's the table of contents, covers 17 different areas, starts with a grid container, um, and then moves through them step by step. And the wonderful thing that I like about this uh, tutorial, is like this learning thing, is there's uh, examples like right next to each other. So it's kind of highlights the code, has an explanation underneath, and then to the right sort of lays it out in actual HTML so um, you can see how it reacts as well. Uh, so that's very cool. So learncssgrid.com and it's got this funky little kind of scrabble animation for the header as well. When you mouse over it, all the all the pieces just explode out and when you when you remove back, they kind of fit into sort of a scrabble style layout, which is pretty cool. Uh, we've also uh, got a couple of presentations uh, this week, so well, there's a, a couple of things to watch and or listen to. So for one, there's this, but you're already listening to it, so we don't need to mention it. Um, but we've also got one of our good friends, uh, uh, Henri. I was going to say Henry, uh, Henri Helvetica. Um, uh, awesome, awesome dude. I'm really, really keen to get him onto this podcast so that we can have a chat. I caught up with him uh, when he was visiting the UK a couple of months ago and we sort of sat in a coffee shop and we just didn't stop talking about performance and web performance and performance on different devices and and uh, he's a yeah, real good advocate um, and evangelist for performance. Does a lot of really cool talks. Um, so I'm really excited to see him talking at a couple of conferences this year, um, which would be awesome to see. Uh, so anyway, he uh, was contacted by uh, Ethan Marcotte and Cara McGrain, and they have a quick chat to him on the other, let's not mention, probably way better, Responsive Design podcast. And, and he just talks about what he's been doing. So definitely go check that out, responsivewebdesign.com slash podcast. It's very cool. Um, and there's also a performance talk, which I think is really good, called CSS and the First Meaningful Paint. And it's by Patrick Harmon, who used to work at The Guardian, and then he moved to Financial Times, who now has like one of the fastest news sites in the world. Uh, and then he left uh, the FT and is now working at Fastly. So, right? so a very, very fast place. Um, they're a CDN. They're a great provider. Um, it's their job to make the internet faster. And he's doing that there, which is affecting way more websites than he was going through one at a time. Um, but incredible, incredible speaker. Uh, really smart guy. Really nice guy too. Uh, and he talks about CSS in the first meaningful paint. So what does that mean? Um, what are the metrics that you should be looking for? 
to improve your performance? Like, is it time to first bite? Is it that you, uh, is it the full load event? Is it the time to interaction for your user? So he talks about the different metrics that you can look at, which ones are important to you, and why he thinks um, the first meaningful paint is such a, uh, a vital metric. Uh, and he also talks through how they put together the Financial Times homepage and because he helped build it, he's able to now sit there and pull it apart, know the bits that he would have done better, especially now that he's working at a CDN. I'm sure he's been exposed to a, a lot more things. He's a lot smarter. Uh, we all are, right? We, we all improve as we, we tackle different projects. So he kind of pulls apart the page, says what is good about it and what is not so good about it and what he would do differently. So if you're looking at perf- uh, improving the performance of your own site, um, your company site or a site that you're about to build, um, I would I would check out CSS and the first meaningful paint and have a look at that. <clears throat> we also check out a couple of other things, uh, which is uh, really cool. Oh, I just need to. Is it? Is it? Yes. No, we're still good. Sorry, I had to break then just for a sec. I uh, I sometimes just hide at the garage band when I'm recording this, and every now and then my computer trips out and it stops recording. And I go on talking for like another 20 minutes and then realize that um, nothing of what I've said has been recorded. <coughs> it's not the case <clears throat> here. I'm also trying to fight a, um, a cold, as you can hear, which again seems to be an ongoing theme with this podcast, so I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, we cover The Verge as well. So The Verge has moved to HTTPS. It's taken them a year, um, but they stepped through their process uh, on that as well. So you can go check that out on The Verge. Um, and the great thing about going to HTTPS, it's not just that your visitors then have a secure experience. Um, recently in the UK, we had this horrific uh, issue where, um, and this isn't so related to websites, but um, the NHS, uh, which is... Uh, the medical service in the UK, um, they were hacked basically and uh, they had these kind of, um, we will not give you access to the files on your computer and we're going to delete them unless you pay a ransom to here. And they're actually redirecting people away from hospitals and A&Es and into different areas um, because of because of this uh, this issue, which is a horrific thing. But it's 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 a really, it's a real scenario in that we're so reliant on the uh, on online these days. Um, everything we do is connected. Most of the things we do on a day to day basis it all involves the internet or the web. You're listening to this podcast, which was recorded on a home computer and uploaded <clears throat> uploaded to the web. Uh, and then the RSS feed is pushed off to another area, which allows you to download it in either iTunes or Podcatcher or, or wherever you're listening to it. Uh, so all of that was interconnected, and most of it's running on HTTPS, which which means we're a little bit safer. When you're not running on HTTPS, then things can can go wrong like this. Um, so yeah, so aside from having safety and and uh, knowing that your visitors will be safe and they're able to get the uh, information that you intend for them um, but it also means that you can do cool things like service workers right? and service workers allow you to provide offline websites um, they allow you to uh, add to home screen they're just very very cool uh, and improve performance on on slow connections as well and it also allows you to run http2 which again is much much faster than the current 
than HTTP one. So there's so many good things. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff uh, in this week's newsletter. Uh, WebKit have released uh, responsive design for motion. So there's now a media query, which falls between somewhere between media query level four and media query level five. Um, but you're able to say uh, if the user prefers reduced motion. So that can be a media query. And if they have selected that, they prefer reduced motion. So on your on your phone, you can sort of switch off the animations. And if someone's requested that, it means that you can style up and um, and, and include into your site uh, some less movement, I suppose. And I would always suggest probably start with the lower amounts of movement uh, and then add that functionality in if um, if someone doesn't say that they don't want it. You can access it via CSS with a media query, and you can also access it via JavaScript as well to to enable JavaScript animations. And it's just it's not just for um, so for one animations will sort of drain the battery a little bit, um, but that's not the real thing. Is that some people like have uh, actual medical conditions where they are overwhelmed by uh, movement on the screen. Uh, I'm sure that you would have experienced uh, motion sickness at one point in your life. I'm, I'm terrible on the sea on a boat. I get really uh, seasick. Um, but on a phone, kind of all right with animations. In a car, I cannot read. I get car sick. Um, but there's some people who, if, they, if they're reading something and, and the phone is animating and, and things are moving around, they actually get that overwhelming feeling of, um, of nausea. So it's uh, yeah, super important that we build our sites in, in, in a way that everyone can enjoy um, and just respect the choices of, of our users. So if they, if they say they don't want animation, you should include some stuff that perhaps they don't, they don't need to, uh, to include it. So yeah, responsive design for, uh, for motion. And that's gone into WebKit, which is great. Um, so we'll see that rolling into uh, browsers uh, very shortly as well. There's a ton of other stuff. Uh, I encourage you to uh, download. Go check out the um, uh, go check out the newsletter this week. It'll be on the website as well. So what I'm doing now is for each week the newsletter goes out, we we drop it onto the site as well. So I'll be able to link up on the show notes for this podcast to the actual newsletter on the website itself. So you can go check it out there. Uh, yeah, that's about all for this week. Like I said, looking at getting um, on Rion as well. Uh, I was talking to to Sarah Sweden as well. Um, she's taking some some time out for doing lots of uh, extracurricular stuff. So we're doing a rain check on that chat, but um, definitely going to get a couple of guests lined up. So it's not just me talking to you, but it is good to be back. Um, thank you for downloading it and checking it out again. Uh, like I said, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, check that out at rwd.is. You can subscribe at the bottom of the page. And a big thank you uh, for this week's sponsor, which is Back Pocket Notebooks, who are releasing a guitar set of notebooks very shortly. Uh, so a little set of uh, guitar notebooks focusing electric guitars, acoustic guitars, and uh, ukuleles. There'll be a chord chart and scales on the inside covers and a bit of information about guitars in the back as well. So thank you to Back Pocket for sponsoring. And we'll be back, well, I'll be back next week with another show. Thanks for downloading. See you soon. Bye.